Welcome to The Straight Cut. My name's Steve Garland. I am Aaron Shuttleworth. And we are coming to you from West End Cigars in Little Rock, Arkansas. Back for another week. You ready for it, Aaron? I am ready. Yeah, we're uh, we're smoking the Tatawahe Black Label this week, um, which is one of my personal favorite cigars. I smoke a ton of Tatawahe, so. Yeah, I do too. I don't smoke the black uh, often enough, but just lighting this up, I'm, I'm yelling at myself, like, why do you not have this yeah. all the time? Yeah, I love these things. Yeah, Tatawahe is just, like you, like you said, it's one of your favorites, one of my favorites by far, uh, and this cigar is is just uh it's perfect right now and the reason we picked this cigar is because it is a favorite of our guest this week mr dougie fresh how's it going buddy it's going well steve thank you aaron how you doing buddy what's up <laughs> so would you say this is just one of your favorite or is this like top of the list uh right now i would say it is at the top of the list uh when you guys told me i was gonna come on with y'all let me pick the cigar I'm sure you guys thought I was going to pick the darkest cold black cigar out of our humidor because that's what you're used to seeing me smoke. Usually a uh, Pennsylvania broadleaf. Uh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we can go there. Uh, yeah, but uh, working here at West End Cigars has helped me branch out a lot. Uh, working here, i got to smoke so many different cigars out of the humidor. Recently, I've picked up this uh, Black Label. Incredible cigar. I like everything about it. Uh, it encompasses everything I like about a cigar. Uh, the last month and a half, I've been smoking two or three of these every week. I'm really enjoying this right now. So if you were to ask me right now what my cigar is, I'm going to tell you this one. Now, it could change in another month from now. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> And it will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised you guys um, are just getting on these because I have been smoking these forever. This is, I mean, this is one of my absolute favorite everyday smokes. It's one of those things, you know, it, it's... I think we touched on it last week or so that where this isn't a flashy cigar, yeah. Because 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 there's so many great ones out there. I just kind of go to other ones, but this one, yeah. And I've always grab I've always smoked Tatawahe, and I've gravita- gravitated towards cigars like the Brocu or the uh, 2012 Broadleaf. Yeah, the Cajonu line. Yeah, a darker cigar. Uh, cigars like that, the Grand Cajonu. Don't usually smoke that big of a ring gauge, but. That's a phenomenal cigar, too, but, uh, yeah, yeah, this cigar is great. Yeah, so we we invited you on, you know, tonight, but there's a reason why we invited you on, because you are another tobacconist here with us inside this shop. Yes, I am, and thank you for having me on. Uh, I enjoy working here. I enjoy you guys. Uh, y'all could be my boys. <laughs> That's right, but y'all keep me young, and I appreciate That's right. that. We're about the age of your boys. How long uh, How long you been working here now? Oh, Aaron's been here a couple of three months longer than I have, I guess. So, so right around three, three, years. three and a half years, something like yeah. that. Yeah, right. But no, I enjoy working here. I enjoy the staff. Uh, you guys, uh, Michael Trover is always good for a good laugh. Uh, Brandon couldn't ask for a, a, a better, better man to work under. So, all right. Well, this week um, we're going to talk about cigar culture. So, what does that mean? Um, it's different for every person. Um, and then there's different aspects of that that we're going to kind of touch on. Um, and this is a subject that, that we'll come back to multiple times in, in episodes in the future because it's, it's so broad. Um, but I think it's a really cool subject. So. Yeah, it's, it's an ever-evolving subject like this show is and we talked about before. But like a, you know, even before we start recording, everybody's experience and culture is different in a, just an own personal aspect. But tonight we're going to talk about like a cigar shop culture and everything like that, what it means to us personally, 
you know, I have a story I'll share and, you know, and so on. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about um, the different types of shops and, and why cigar culture is different between so many of them. Um, not necessarily like what aspects of it are different, mm-hmm. but just why it comes off differently, right? So you get a shop that's um, kind of your small community shop. Um, it's usually run by one person, maybe two employees. Yeah. You know, there's usually an older retired guy that, that helps out and then the owner. Um, so there's a few different um, experiences with that that we've all had at different times. And um, that shop is is more built on a family aspect, right? So um, you, you have a very regular core group of customers, and then you have a smaller group of customers that are, you know, come in from time to time and just buy a couple of things here and there. But the bulk of that shop is built on the same group of guys coming in and, and smoking usually about the same time of day mm-hmm. and, and most every day or the same few days out of the week. It's like, it's like cheers, but in cigar yeah. shop form. Right. Um, and that's, I love those kinds of shops. Yeah, definitely. And they're, they're great to go in and experience. So, yeah, we have all been to shops where, uh, if you're like me, uh, Aaron and Steve, I know you've traveled a lot too. Mm-hmm. been in the shops all over the country. I've been in those shops where I've walked in. I'm the new guy. didn't know a soul in there. And everybody turns and looks at you and wonders what the hell you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not the shop I'm looking for. And that's not the culture I'm looking for. So yeah, I'm looking for that cheers atmosphere a place that appreciates me and an owner that appreciates the fact that I'm going to spend some money with him. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you do get, you kind of brought up a good point. You get, um, some of those shops, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's, uh, it's almost like you're, um, interrupting their regular conversation and, and, and their day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think some places though, I don't know, boys, we live in the South. Yeah. It's a little different. Uh, we're just a friendly group. You know, if you live in the South, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You can go north of Mason-Dixon line, and there's a lot of great – in fact, one of my favorite shops is in Chicago. A great group of guys. But I've been to a lot of shops up, up there, and, you know, the culture is a little different. Not to say it's always different um, because I've still got great friends up there through smoking cigars. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like um, when you go up to, to shops that are further north – um, it takes a little more to get people opened up. Is that kind of what you mean? That's what I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No. Uh, because I've learned no matter where I go and wherever I travel, basically people are the same. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mean that negatively at all. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a different style of respect for the person, I think, um, to where in the South um, it's disrespectful to not introduce yourself to somebody and shake their hand, right? Um, when you go up north, it's disrespectful to butt into someone's business is the is the idea. Right, right. And, and walking up to them and say, hey, how you doing? Yeah. It's kind of butting into their business right. at the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, your, your kind of next style of shop you get um, is kind of halfway between um, where it is still a community shop, um, but they have a lot more in and out traffic of people that don't necessarily hang out all the time. Yeah. Um, that come in and... and you know, buy boxes and leave or, um, you know, come in every once in a great while, but, um, don't spend a lot of time in there. And then you have still a, a very large core group of regulars, right? And then you have kind of your, they're not always high end shops, but a lot of times they are, um, to where it is, it's, it's designed for people to come in and, and have, 
um, kind of that white glove service, right? Yeah. Is kind of the idea. Um, a lot of your Davidoff shops are like that, and it's and it's nothing to do with the employees. It's just the it's so nice in there um, that people don't don't feel like they can sit down like it's their couch at home, right? So it's just uh, there's different shops, different cultures inside of those shops, but it's also based on the need of the community because there is a place for a, a really fancy high-end shop and there's a place for these, you know, small community shops. Yeah, just little neighborhood shops, you know, and, yeah. we, and we've all been in each style of shops and we yeah. each have our own preferred shop that we like to go in. You know, I prefer the smaller mom and pop, you know, your, your friendly neighborhood shop and everything yeah. like that. I've also been to the high-end uh, shops and everything like I was up in Philly in this past year and I went into it and it was fine. I had a great time, but I still... I I felt out of place just because I'm still going to be me through and yeah. through the whole thing. So, I mean, unless you, when you see me, you understand that I just don't care like what people think of me. I don't, I don't care. I you look, do not care. I do not care. We know that. <laughs> so I'm not going to roll in, you know, with a suit and everything, but that's just me. So I like going to, you know, the shops where, yeah, a little more free flowing and stuff. People are just BSing with each other the whole time, because that to me is what I enjoy the most. Whenever, whenever our regulars can crack on me and I can crack back at them just like that, that is <laughs> that's that's the best kind of you know family aspect in a shop that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna find that a lot here at West End Cigars. Um, I've had customers tell me personally that. What they like about coming in here is they know they can come in here and if they want to sit down and yuck it up with a bunch of guys and joke around, bust on each other, they can do that. If they want to sit in the back corner and be left alone and put some earbuds in, just listen to music, be mm-hmm. alone, people here are going to respect that yeah. and let, let them have their space. So, uh, But, yeah, I like – I know what you mean, Aaron. Uh, I don't know if warm and fuzzy is the right word, but I like that shop that when I leave, I've got that warm, fuzzy feeling. You uh, you want a shop where you feel like you're wanted almost, like like you're appreciated, you know, just for the fact that you spent time there, spent spent your money there and everything like that. That's what you – I think that's what everybody strives for. You don't yeah. want to feel like you were a burden or, you know, cumbersome to somebody. Yeah. And it's not always about the cigar. Right. Um, in the cigar culture. Uh, obviously the cigar is what brings us together initially, but when we get in groups, we tend to keep smoking cigars, but we kind of forget about what we're smoking Mm -hmm. because we're enjoying the company that we are around and the camaraderie that we have with each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, so one thing I tell people a lot is, um, if you're going to become a regular at a shop, um, you need to go in with thick skin. Um, and that's definitely... It's something here that, that we try to warn people of. Oh, heck, um, if you work here, you got to have thick skin. Yeah, no, Steve, definitely. Steve, is, he's busting my balls all the time. <laughs> well, that's what makes it fun, right? It'd be boring without me. It's one of those things, like, I've always said, you know, if if I'm making fun of you and poking at you and everything, I love you. That's just, that's just that family aspect. You know, I give my brothers hell, but, you know, I love them. So it's going to be the same, it's gonna be the same yeah. way. Well, and I don't really see it as making fun of someone. No, maybe not making fun, but, you know, just... Teasing them about something, yeah. you know, something they did that was kind of goofy or whatever. That well, happens and, to you know, everybody. Especially, especially here, you know, everybody has their own sports team. Right. You know, so I'm definitely going to oh, yeah. you 
rag on whoever who is a Raiders fan or a Steelers fan <laughs> or since we have plenty of Cowboys fans in here, <laughs> them boys, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to ride them as, as right. long as I can. And, yeah, you no. know, sports is a big part of the cigar culture. Oh, yeah. Uh, no matter where you go or what guys or gals you meet who smoke cigars, they've usually got their favorite team yeah. or their spot where they want to go watch the game. Uh, even working here, the staff here at West End Cigars – Bear with me here, guys. We're a lot like the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh gosh. I knew this was coming. All right, wait a minute. Wait, stay with me here. You got Brandon. Brandon, all right, he's the owner. <laughs> Are and you comparing him to he, Jerry? He's the owner. He's got, it, he's got his hands in every aspect of the business, so he's a lot like Jerry Jones. <sighs> exactly, right? All right. Then you got Steve. Steve's the manager of West End Cigars. Oh, gosh. So he's our quarterback. <laughs> and – from what I can tell, he's won two or three Super Bowls. <laughs> all right. So that's going to make him Troy Aikman. Oh, gosh. All right. And then you got Aaron. Aaron's the flashy one. You know, he's so on the cheerleaders. No, wait. Oh. Yeah. You know, no, no. Yeah. He, yeah. Okay. Th- this might go with it, too, because this guy may have like the cheerleaders. But anyway, Aaron's the flashy one. You know, wearing the sweet bandanas. Oh, yeah. You know, always brushing his hair and his beard just right. I don't brush my hair. He's, he's got his tatted, he's tatted up. You know, he's flamboyant. A lot like Michael Irvin. Uh, hey, see, hey, I used you to. See, ha- you see where I'm going with this? I used to have his shoes. So right. I will. I, will, I used to rock his shoes in, <laughs> right, in middle right. school. And then you got me. So I'm the guy that's scoring all the touchdowns <laughs> and gaining all the yards. So y'all just call me Emmett Smith. Oh gosh. Uh, and then you got Trover. Trover. I'm gonna liken him to Jason Garrett. He's the clapper. <laughs> the clapper. Always having a good yay sports go team. All right, here we go. Oh, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was coming. Yeah, we just sidetracked on a left field like nothing else. <laughs> oh man, that's funny, Doug. Well, um, let's talk about what we're drinking with it tonight. Yeah. Um, so this is a beer that you chose. Yeah, this is the Lost Forty Love Honeybach. Um, Lost Forty is a local brewery here um, that. Um, we like a lot of their beer. They make yeah. some really good stuff. Doug and I um, ride bicycles a lot, and uh, we stop down at the brewery from time to time uh, while we're riding. But yeah, great beer. Um, I think it pairs really well with this. It actually, it really does. You know, yeah. at first when I asked you what you wanted to drink with it and everything, you told me this. I'm like, ah, whatever. But now, it, it definitely works. It's a, uh, it's not my favorite Lost Forty beer that they make. Um, but it's a really good one that goes. It complements the cigar very well. Um, just like last week where we had that coffee that complimented the Herrera Esteli. Yeah. This beer is really going uh, well with this. Yeah, you doubted me on the pairing, didn't you? I did. Hey. I, th- I think it's a really good pairing. Uh, both of you guys, uh, I lived a couple years in Germany, so I kind of developed a palate for German beer, some lagers, box, things like that. So this is perfect with this cigar. And in fact, uh, with the Love Honey, or the Arkansas Honey that's in the Love Honey box, goes well with this cigar because... You know, before you even light this thing, when you smell the wrapper, you get a little sweet hay and honey note. And then when you light it, I mean, all throughout this cigar, I'm going to get a honey. Yeah. Something that reminds me of honey while I smoke it. Whether I'm drinking this love honey or not, I'm going to taste that I don't get that, that at all. I, I do. I, I don't know if I, I don't want to say it's honey, but I, I do get a little sweetness a sweet from creaminess it. or yeah. something, almost like a honey. Yeah. It I, just I, reminds me of honey. And, uh, you know, and with this beer, you know, we've said we really like it together. Um, the one thing that I like a lot about the way Lost Forty does this is the artwork on every can. Yeah, is just amazing. Um, yeah, I actually have some of this artwork in my house. So in my living room, uh, we have an art wall that only has 
artwork from different places we've been. So there's uh-huh. some local Little Rock stuff. And then when my wife and I travel, we always buy a piece of art and we put it on that wall. So yeah. it's a gallery wall. And I have um, one of these. You have the you have the guy shaving with the, the axe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tried to buy this one and they've been out of it. So I, I don't have this one yet. No, but it, it's, pair, it's pairing uh, very well with this yeah. tonight. If you haven't seen the, uh, the artwork on this can, get on their website, uh, Lost 40 Brewing, and... Um, Check it out, man. They've got some of the coolest artwork out there. And as somebody who has who is covered in tattoos, this is such a great, yeah. you know, tattoo inspiration image. It just, it's so cool. I mean, just, uh, you know, trying to describe it, it's an anatomical heart that's cut in half, but you can see like honeycomb inside of it. Yeah, honey dripping out of it, and then it's pierced with a couple arrows. I mean, it's just a Aaron, it's cool. I know this isn't the. Uh the artwork done by a local guy. Yeah, yeah, they're they're done by local, I believe. Uh, I think some of the when they first originally opened, man, Lost Forty's been open how many years now? Oh, I don't know, Cl- five or more. Yeah, a few. I think I think a local tattoo artist did the first original run of a few, and then I think since they've gotten bigger, they've kind of outsourced a little Raised bit more. Little, yeah. Because they, I mean, they have so many just different uh, brews and everything that they're doing, but right, every but right. every single can has a specific artwork, and it and it just uh. And it kind of tells a story to what the beer is, but it's a it's a great beer for uh, this pairing tonight. Yeah, we're we're blessed here in Little Rock. We've got quite a few breweries that uh, have popped up over the last you know less than ten years or so, um, and they all make phenomenal beer. Yeah, we we're really really fortunate. Two or three summers ago, um, Little Rock actually won the best brewery brewery city in the South. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, over Austin. Over over everybody. Yeah. Wow. That's surprising. I'm, it is. I'm happy for that. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, and you got to think, you know. That's li- incredible. Yeah. yeah. Little, I mean, Little Rock has a, and they're all so close together. So you can take, you know, you can walk to five different breweries. Oh, no, in, no. In a you, you take the Lime scooters you, now. Well, now, now yeah. you can take the Lime scooters. <laughs> have you but, been on the scooter yet? I haven't been on one. Have you been on a scooter yet? Not here, but I've been on one. We need to take a trip. Let's all go get some scooters. <laughs> <laughs> and we can scoot around. There yeah. was So I live like opposite side of downtown, right? So the downtown's where all the scooters are. There was a guy in my neighborhood riding one around, and he and he went and parked it in his garage when he got done. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, that's like a that's a 20-minute drive from there. So imagine, that's got to that's be an hour on that scooter. That thing does not go that fast. I mean, it goes, it goes up to 15 miles an hour. I mean, that's kind of fast. I mean, when you're... Well, not compared to a car, well, though. No, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> how fast did you say? Up to fifteen, I think. Steve almost goes that fast on his bicycle. Oh, please! <laughs> almost. I smoke you, son. <laughs> All right, let's touch on the cigar just a little bit. Um, so this is uh, Tatawahe, like we said. Um, it's a Nicaraguan puro um, out of the uh, Garcia family factory. So it's Don Papin, Jaime Garcia. Um, and they make some of my favorite cigars. I mean, this, this whole company is, is phenomenal. I smoke all kinds of their stuff. So, um, it comes in a few different sizes. So you got the Petite Robusto, which is a four by 50, uh, Petite Lancero, which is a six by 38, the Private Reserve Corona Gorda, which is what we're smoking, um, which is a five and five eighths by 46, the Cazadores, which is a six and three eighths by 43, and the Grand Toro, which is a six and a half by 52. Um, absolutely spectacular. If you guys haven't tried this, you got to try it. And there's a really interesting story that we'll get into later. Um, and then back on the uh, cigar aspect, Doug, every, every time we have a guest on, 
we ask about their most memorable experience with with a cigar yes and also their top cigars that they enjoy yeah give it first give us a few of your top brands uh top brands uh obviously drew estate is right up there for me uh just about anything that drew estate makes that is dark i'm gonna like and i'm gonna smoke oliva is a brand i like a lot of course tatuaje and just to name a couple of more, I would have to, off the top of my head, I'm going to say LFD and Christoph. Nice. I don't think we had uh, anybody say Christoph yet. I don't remember now. I don't think we have. Which, which you know, every time we have somebody on, we ask, you know, what they like. It's always like, oh, yeah, that's, I really yeah. like that one, too. It's <laughs> just like, ugh, there's so many. All right, so tell us about your most memorable cigar. This should be a good story. Knowing, it, it, knowing it is, you. Yeah, no, it is a good story. Um, it's a very memorable experience for me. The cigar that I smoked, I could not tell you what it was. I have no idea what it was. So let's get that out of the way right now. And I'm going to tell you why it was memorable. I was not a cigar smoker at the time. I had had cigars. I don't think I'd ever bought my own premium cigar ever up until this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you guys know, I used to be a, own my own business. And I was after a big national account that would help my business out tremendously. And I'd been after them for a few years. Finally got the chance to run a test for them. The three-month test was successful. Uh, that immediately gave my business about 42, 43 new locations for me to do business at in a national chain. Uh that was phenomenal man i was jumping through the roof but i knew exactly what that meant for me what it meant for my business what it meant for my employees uh it was going to change all of our lives and uh, so i decided i'm going to go to the cigar shop and i'm going to buy the biggest fattest cigar i can find <laughs> i didn't know anything about cigars so i went to our local pipe and tobacco shop here in little rock and uh, talked to greg Told Greg I wanted the uh, the biggest, fattest cigar he had. So he walked in the humidor and walked out with a big, fat cigar. He handed it to me. I bought it. I went home. A wife did not even know I had a cigar. <laughs> uh, that night after she got in bed, I went out on the back deck. Dark, didn't turn any lights on. Sat in a lawn chair, leaned back, lit the cigar. I mean, I stuck my, my chest up in there, my nose straight <laughs> up in there. And I uh, was just puffing like a fat cat. I mean, it made, <laughs> I felt like I was on top of the world. And for some reason, that cigar gave me some sort of, gave me a status feeling almost yeah. that I was successful. And I had, it was, it was a, definitely a celebratory cigar. And it was the first one I ever bought in my life. And the events leading up to that cigar were life-changing for me, my family, and my employees. So, yeah, that was my most memorable cigar. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you remember, like, what's the first one you remember buying? I would have to say San Antonio on the Riverwalk. I was there for spring break. My wife and I took my daughter and a friend of hers. Uh, The girls were at the hotel swimming. My wife and I decided to take one of the taxi boats on the river that goes through. Oh, yeah. You know, on the Riverwalk. It's a great area. And I remember as we were going, I could smell really nice smooth tobacco being burned and i realized real quick that it was some men smoking cigars i told my wife you know i want a cigar and uh she was yeah she was cool with it so 
the boat. Did, hang on. Did you ever tell her about the first cigar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, one thing I left out, she wondered why I was in the backyard so long. And she walked out, and there I was <laughs> with my feet kicked, kicked up on the deck, and I was leaning back, and I had this big old baseball bat. Yeah, this big old baseball bat sticking out of my mouth. You know, she's like, What in the world are you doing? Was you she know? upset? No, not at okay. all. Okay. Uh, but anyway, back to San Antonio. Uh, so we get off the uh, boat taxi, there's a cigar shop. I walk in. I have no idea what I'm doing. They have a very small humidor. It was like plexiglass for all four sides. But anyway, I walk in there, and I remember seeing different cigars. I remember seeing uh, some flavored cigars in, in the same area. So I just picked one. It happened to be a Hoya de Monterey Excalibur. Yeah. Cigar um, we, still, we that, still carry. And that's one I still smoke regularly. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite cigars. And, uh, yeah, that was probably my very first memory of buying a premium cigar and knowing the name of it i still at that time i didn't know what i was smoking but i can tell you this i enjoyed it yeah so how long how long have you been smoking cigars oh roughly 10 years okay do you remember the very first cigar you smoked it was probably i would say it was probably given to me uh it was probably a it's a boy or an it's a girl cigar yeah 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 um so like i remember you know the old Phillies and stuff like that, but I don't remember the first premium cigar I had. A lot of people, that one sticks in their minds. Are so I remember my first premium. I remember my first. What was it? Uh, punch. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Okay. But my first, that was my first real cigar. Yeah. You know, everybody, we had we had the cheap, uh, the fake cigars. We had the, the Swishers and the oh, Phillies yeah. probably as our first, first ones that we had. Well, let's touch a little bit on um, cigar culture outside of cigar shops. So um, I know Doug and I, we play a lot of golf. And uh, that's a big part of our cigar smoking is smoking while we play golf. Yes, sir. And this uh, is when I'm going to take a bow out. Because well, I no, it's do not golf. just about golf. It's anything outside <laughs> the shop. Right? I know. I know. I'm just saying. Uh, you um, may have some. You may have questions. Yeah. <laughs> fire, fire, fire away, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I played golf with my dad yesterday um, and smoked three cigars while we were playing. Had a great time. My dad didn't play very well, um, and I killed him. Just in case he's listening, I want him to know that I kicked his hind in. Um, but I had a great time um, because I got, you know, smoke cigars, hang out with my dad, and play some golf. So and you killed your dad. That's right. So what uh, outside of golf? What else would you call cigar culture outside of cigar shops? Um, I'd say what we do on Tuesday nights in Little Rock when we go to the Arkansas Travelers, yeah, Double A mm-hmm. uh, minor league team. Definitely, uh, they have a beer garden that we go. You know, uh, us and a bunch of the regulars and everybody else go down there, and they have a. a, a in the beer garden, they have the smoking section. You know, I, we do that very regularly. I and mean, that's so much fun when we do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, we get together and, yeah, we're there for the game and we're smoking cigars. But the, the whole aspect of us, we just get together, we yuck it up, smoke cigars, and maybe get in, pay attention to maybe a whole inning of yeah. baseball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where it's more like you, you, you catch a few of the action plays and everything. Or you catch Doug yelling at the umpire, right? <laughs> something right. like that. Um, yeah, but we do that. We also do, you know, some some dinner outings and everything. Yeah. Every once in a while, we just had one, you know, not too long ago, where mm-hmm. a bunch of us went to a steakhouse and yeah. had a steak, and then kicked back in the rain and and smoked cigars and everything, and it was and it was a really enjoyable experience for me too. Yeah. You know, there's something about going to the beach and going to an island. That brings cigar culture to a higher level, too. I mean, we have guys coming here. I'm taking the wife to the beach. I need to stock up on cigars. I've never seen this guy in my life, but yeah. he wants cigars to go to the beach. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, I like smoking cigars on the beach. I mean, I think that's part of the culture. Yeah. Where's your favorite place to smoke a cigar outside of the shop? For me personally, probably just sitting out on my patio, on my balcony. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, so I, I love, I, I don't know, there's two ways. I like either smoking by myself on my patio with my headphones in, listening to my music, um, all different yeah, kinds Mr. and everything. Mr. Hermit over here. <laughs> or I like sitting on my balcony um, smoking with my fiance because she'll have a cigar with me. Also, and so we just, you know, we just talk about our future, talk about, you know, our days at work and everything, um, you know, just things like that. So I, I, I yeah. really enjoy doing that. I, I'm 50-50. I love smoking with people or I just love, you know, by myself, headphones in, listening to the latest, you know, hardcore album that, that just came out. <laughs> Crabcore. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know. Or I also go some old school R&B or something like that, some... Uh oh, just what like Luther Vandross or eh, just you know I, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. I do like some there Marvin Gaye. Um, I really like a Tribe Called Quest. I mean, just <laughs> I like lo-fi hip hop stuff. I mean, yeah, stuff like that. Just easy listening stuff. And what about you, Doug? I'm like Aaron. I do. I like sitting outside, whether it's on my front porch or out on the back deck. Uh, my dog just absolutely loves it when I go out back to smoke a cigar because it's party time for him. Apparently. The way he acts, you know, he's, he starts running around in circles. Uh, I do like going to the um, – out where I live close by, we have a, a Buffalo Wild Wings. So I like I like going there. They have a deck out back where you can sit out, watch a good baseball game, and smoke a cigar. And sometimes my wife and I will go do that. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, mine's kind of specific, and, and it's time-specific. But um, in the, either the spring or the fall when it's still cool outside – um, and, and you have a campfire and smoking cigars, yeah. you know, so whether that's camping or in my backyard or wherever, it doesn't matter exactly where it's at. Just something about being around a campfire, the smell of a campfire, mm-hmm. you know, the flavor of a great cigar and a, and a good beer, um, and, and friends. I do yeah. it alone too. I'm yeah. fine with that, but, um, I'm more of a social person. I, I kind of, I'm an extrovert, right? I thrive in, in crowds. So to me, that I, you can't beat that. So I, I prefer smoking inside a shop, um, especially living in the south. I mean, the summers absolutely suck down here. I mean, it's oh, it ain't that bad. It's it's it sucks. It's horrible. Come on, man. I'd rather be sweating like a dog and freezing my butt off. Yeah, no, I'm I'll with take, Doug on I'll that. I'll take the other way. I'll I would rather be bundled up and smoking outside. If I if I have to smoke outside, I hate smoking outside in the summer, especially in the you know middle of the day. I'll take the nighttime. You it's enjoy not, smoking in the wintertime outside? Yeah, I'll take that. When you're freezing. I'll take that. Like so, your hand goes numb holding a cigar? I mean, it's not it's not <laughs> that cold here. It doesn't get that cold. No, I'm talking about like if you were, you said you'd rather be up north with the, with the cold. I'm saying here like in the south outside. Okay. I don't like smoking outside in the summer down here in okay. the south. I mean, it's it's not even June. It's already hitting up to 90s. I mean, that's just. Well, yeah, and the humidity and I, and rough I, right now. I and mean, I work. a lot of rain, a lot of water around. And I work outside. Yeah. So when when my day is done at 3 that's the last thing I want to do is be outside again. You're ready to kick back and take a load off. Yeah, I want to yeah. be inside and everything, but I prefer inside shops and everything. But there's just a few of those instances I, I like smoking outside, outside of my norm that I like to do. Yeah. Well, the shop has got to be my favorite place, though. Um, when I'm not at work, this is where you'll find me if yeah. I'm not on the golf course. <laughs> well, that's how me and you kind of started working here. We were going to be here. Right. All the time anyways. Right. So yeah, exactly. Let's, yeah, let's help out people and get paid and 
give it all right back to the shop. That's it. <laughs> what about um, like in a pool? You guys like to smoke in the pool or in, nope. a, in a river or anything? Nope. I, I, Floating? I'm so white. I, yeah, the you sun, burn The so sun quick. doesn't like me. So the pool is cool. So <laughs> the pool is cool. Uh, Lisa and I just got back from the Dominican, and we had a resort that had a pool, swim-up bar. And, I mean, every day I would get on the other side of the pool and light my cigar so I could swim across the water with a lit cigar <laughs> up to the swim-up pool. You know, that yeah, that's a cool thing to do. A lot of yeah. the resorts won't let you smoke in the pool. Yeah, this one did. Really? Oh, yeah. And I was tipping my the uh, bartenders with cigars. Or, or uh, Dougie just didn't uh, care. And they, yeah, yeah. They, they love Dougie, dude. <laughs> oh, you know, I bet. Did. Yes, sir. So it was like a reverse snorkel. <laughs> exactly. Do you ever introduce yourself as Dougie Fresh? Dougie Fresh. No, I've never <laughs> I've never introduced myself that way. Uh, my wife has called me Dougie Fresh for years, and that's something I didn't advertise. Started hanging out at this shop, I think, even before I started working here. Oh, yeah. And you guys started calling me Dougie Fresh. Which tickled me to death because my train of thought was, you guys don't even know my wife. How do you know to call me Dougie Fresh? <laughs> well, it's such an iconic name. Anybody <laughs> named Doug, it's called Dougie Fresh yeah. at one point in their life. We've taken it to a whole new level, though. He walked in today, and I and I was like, his freshness? <laughs> like, oh, tip yeah. my hat at him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fresh Doug? That's right. <laughs> Sir Fresh. I mean, we've, we've, we've mixed it up with the fresh. That's right. We're keeping it fresh, fresh. Oh, it's fun. I enjoy it. We have a good time with it. <laughs> Another side of, of cigar culture is the, the online culture. So um, this is something Brandon kind of touched on when he was first getting into cigars. Um, with um, Back then it was uh, message boards, right? So you leave messages and people would come back and respond. And um, now, um, you know, there's all kinds of groups, Facebook groups and and twitter and and everything right? reddit sub, sub yeah subreddit, reddit, subreddit yeah um there's so many different types of of groups like that and um well even you you and i are on are on our, yeah. our own message board with the saints and sinners saints and sinners yeah i'm not real active on there i, I get I'm, on there occasionally but i haven't i'm not i mean i just joined so i haven't been yeah so very active on it um i probably won't be but it's just another realm of the online yeah. aspect yeah, I'm taking a back seat on this one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, old guy here. I'm not as yeah. techy. Yeah. yeah that, I take as you guys are. I had to teach Doug how to turn the computer on. That, but I'm learning, man. You guys are teaching me a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, that jitterbug doesn't have jitterbug. online <laughs> accessibility. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. You see what I mean? I'm going to buy you a life alert for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, help. I've fallen. I can't get up. But there, there's a huge online cigar culture, and there's some people that that's the way they prefer it to be, right? Yeah. You don't ever actually meet these people in person. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you never, you'll never meet them, right? And the, the whole thing of, of trading cigars, and, and it branches out into beer and whiskeys and things that you can't get in certain parts of the country mm-hmm. is absolutely spectacular. And I definitely encourage all the listeners, um, if you're not involved in some manner of, of online cigar culture, um, give it a try. You're going to meet people that are so unique um, that, that know way more than anybody you've ever met, um, that smoke some of the, the coolest, most unique and hard to find cigars out there. And, and we'll provide you access to that. Once you've become a member of the group and kind of establish yourself, they're a little bit, um, they're a little harder to get into. Yeah. They're hesitant. At yeah. It's not hard to get into the group. They're just hesitant to send stuff right off the bat because there's a money exchange there. Right. And, and so they don't want to. Um, send somebody, you know, two or three hundred dollars worth of cigars and then not get paid for it. 
And I don't blame them at all for that. I mean, that's just something you kind of learn as and you I've, go. And I've done it, and most of the time what happens is, you know, if I want to trade with somebody or do whatever, it's the it's the new one going in that has to go first. Once you send your stuff in and they see that everything's cool and you're, yeah. you're legit, you're real, awesome. You're part of it, and you, and you get, you know, reciprocated back and everything. Yeah, the other side of that is somebody doesn't want to give you money for a bunch of cigars with mold and, and beetles mm-hmm. in it and so on and so forth. So there, you just kind of have to get in the group, participate, um, kind of build up a, a reputation. If you know someone else in the group that knows you're, you know, a reputable guy, um, then then they'll, you know, speak up for you and, and help you get into these deals. But um, the whole bombing aspect is what they call it. Um, so they'll just randomly send you a package of cigars just as a thanks for being a part of the group. You're a great guy here, you know. Yeah, you, al- you always do a trade, and you always set like a, a six-stick trade. It's never six sticks. It's no, always like, oh, you else. sent me nine with a bottle of your local yeah. distillery, whatever, or a six yeah. pack of beer. So then it's on one of those things where you have to one up them. Yeah. And it just becomes a whole other monster. And it's awesome. I, I love doing that. Yeah, it's you really know, I, fun. I did that a lot on Reddit, but then they kind of changed their aspects and, you know, yeah. the whole FDA regulations and stuff like that. So I, I totally understand. There's still other revenues out there to do that. And yeah. I unfortunately just haven't done it but i kind of i want to especially after talking about this right now i was like hey i need to i need to get back in there especially yeah. when i you know when we work at a shop and we have so much stuff yeah. readily available because cigars also are you know it's kind of a regional thing like we have some things here that you know you can't get in say colorado colorado has stuff that we can't get but just i mean just but just all in regional just like in europe say you want to trade with somebody in europe yeah. they don't get a lot of that hard strong you know super robust stuff that i really enjoy they like a more Dominic, dominican delicate floral real light creamy so it's like yeah i'll i'll trade with somebody from yeah, the a UK lot of or the, whatever a lot of the companies have european exclusives now mm-hmm. um, and that's something new um, with this whole FDA stuff, and it will probably come at some point in Europe where they'll have very similar laws to ours. Yeah. Um, but a lot of parts of Europe, they can produce cigars um, specifically for them and not release them in the U.S., and they don't have to pay all the fees that they do to the FDA, which is kind of crazy. It doesn't make sense. Um, but, you know, the FDA is a whole nother animal. Um, that's, you know, we're, we're constantly battling those guys right now to try to figure out what the new laws mean, um, if it's even in inside of their realm to to do this right yeah, so which there's we, all kinds of stuff going on right now and which we've talked about talked about before we can have multiple episodes yeah. just talking about regulations and fda and we will eventually just to keep everybody on the up and up and because yeah i mean stuff changes constantly all the time i mean it's and it's and as cigar smokers you know brothers and sisters of leaf we need to be aware of what is changing out there for us yeah, you have to be aware of, of the local politics in your area um, and, and what that means is, um, you know, you can you can be involved in different types of organizations that will inform you of when certain things are coming up to vote. We, we had a discussion here. Arkansas just uh, passed a 21 and up law that takes effect in September of 2019. Um, and they kind of snuck it in as part of something else. Yeah. Um, and, and so there was a lot of people that that kind of snuck up on where – we could have possibly swayed that a little bit. Not saying that we would have changed it. There is a chance it could have changed the outcome of that um, if, if we would have had enough people you know, send in um, letters to different representatives and things and, and let them know how they are against that. Um, and, and that's po- probably on us a little bit for not um, keeping people as informed on that um, as, as the cigar industry 
mm-hmm. um, and a shop, both. Yeah. Um, it kind of snuck up on us. We didn't even realize they were doing it as quickly as they did, and, and it just kind of like went through. Um, yeah. And came, then it, it was like, oh, hey, we passed this. Yeah, it came as a surprise. And, you know, as we talked at, talked about in, you know, episode four, you know, as tobacconists, it's our job to know what is going on yeah. out, you know, outside these walls, just in the realm of cigars itself. So, you know, that's one of the things where we kind of fell down on. Yeah. I think we knew it was coming, though. Yeah, it's because eventually going to be the whole country. We've seen it happen all around us. This state, that state does it. This state has done it. So, yeah. you know, our time was coming. We we were taking a little surprise, but we knew it was coming. Yeah, and it'll, it'll eventually go across the country, I'm sure. Um, you're seeing a ton of states that are voting it in. Texas just passed some laws um, with 21 and up, too, and that's – the last state I would have thought would have done that. But it's one of those things where, you know, cigars are impacted, but it's not because of cigars. Right. Cigars are just happen to be lumped in with everything that's going on. Yeah. We get kind of a bad name, but anyway, let's go back to the cigar for a little bit. So, uh, the Tatawahe black label private reserve Corona Gorda. So we mentioned a little bit, there's a really interesting story with this cigar. So, uh, Pete Johnson, the creator of this, um, really really well known in the cigar world um he hasn't been in the business long he's a former musician got a lot of tattoos and things but anyways um the story with this cigar he was in what he says a very famous country for cigars right um i think that country was 90 miles south of florida yeah roughly um but anyways uba (laughs) so he's down there and um every morning he would he would get up and, and get ready for the day and and go sit out on the fence um, of the, the property he was staying at and uh, just kind of gather his thoughts and get ready for the day and what he was going to do and, and enjoy, you know, the simplicity of life at the time. And um, the first day he was there, this guy came by on his bicycle and um, handed him a cigar out of his shirt pocket. And um, every morning thereafter, the guy did the same thing, right? So it was on his way to a cigar factory. So um, it was one of the best cigars Pete had ever smoked at that time. And um, he absolutely loved it. So they, they started, uh, or he started asking around about, you know, what is this cigar that this guy's giving me? I need to figure this out um, so that I can get more of them. And um, the people he was with kind of told him, you know, this is w- the culture here. What they do is they, when they get done rolling at a factory, they go home and they roll their own blend. So they come up with some sort of tobacco blend that they really like. They roll it into cigars and kind of rough cigars are not real pretty cigars, right? Because um, it serves a purpose. It's not necessarily to be sold. It's it's for them to enjoy. So um, he gathered up a bunch of cigars from different people that, that the people he was staying with knew and um, and tried a whole bunch of different ones. And, and this one um, that, that he just fell in love with. Um, and so when he went back to Nicaragua um, with uh, Pepin and, and Jaime, uh, to start making his own cigars. Um, he said, I want to recreate this. And so it took him quite a while. Um, I don't, I don't know that there's a specified time with it, but it took him a long time to, uh, to get this blend right. Um, and then when they did, he absolutely fell in love with it again. Um, it's rumored that this was his personal blend for a long, long period. Um, and then he eventually released it, um, in these jars. Um, and there was 19 cigars in the jars. Um, and this became like one of the most sought after cigars out there. And the jars were selling for just outrageous numbers, just crazy amounts. But um, absolutely spectacular cigar. The, the whole cigar community fell in love with it. 
Um, and now it is part of a regular production that, that we order constantly. Um, absolutely spectacular cigar. So, Well, that's just a uh, phenomenal story <laughs> for a phenomenal cigar. Yeah. Uh, I'm really... Really enjoying this cigar right now. Yeah, this this is a really good one. I haven't I haven't had this one in a couple months, um, but it's a uh, it seems to be seems to be what I say every time we we do this show is like oh I haven't had this one in a while. <laughs> but at the same time, we smoke a lot of cigars. Yeah, and you kind of get in that rut of just smoking the same stuff. Yeah. So we're we're breaking out of that that rut a little bit and smoking stuff we haven't had in a long time. I ha- I haven't had this in it's probably been since early in the year um, that I've had this, but it's a yeah. It's a very, very good one. Just, I mean, it, it, it's hitting it's hitting all the notes right now. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm about halfway through my cigar. I don't know about you guys. I'm a little further than you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so when it started out, I was getting a lot of that uh, kind of a sweet tobacco with a honey note to it. Had a creamy texture. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really like about this cigar, though, is I don't get so much on my tongue, but on the retro hell. I get a nice burst of pepper. I mean, and I'm still getting that pepper on the retro hill. The the honey's gone. Uh, I'm just getting a really nice, creamy textured, well aged, well fermented tobacco, which I really appreciate. Yeah, it's got some spice. I'd call it probably like a, a medium to full, um, even budging up to a full. I mean, it's pretty close. Um, it has that nice Criollo wrapper and everything on yeah. Nicaraguan, so it has that has that layers of flavor that you're you definitely look for in a, in a good in a good stick. Yeah, and and it's got a little bit of spice to it, but it's not harsh. And I think that's right. Right, that's it's not a, harsh at all. Yeah, that's a testament to the fermentation process that they use, um, and and you know great construction that that the Garcia family puts into their cigars. No, it's smooth. Yeah, uh, it's well, great. Get, a lot of times people come in, and, I want a smooth cigar. Mm-hmm. Well, this is one to recommend to them. So. <laughs> and I just did a retro hail for the first time. I'm I'm halfway through, and that first retro, you do get a little of that that black pepper, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not an overpowering like no. make your eyes water pepper. It's a real nice, exactly. smooth, and just a, just enough just enough pepper on there just right. to just to wake you up a little bit. Yeah, it, it's spectacular. If you guys haven't tried this cigar, um, I definitely recommend you go out and try it. And um, you know, like I said, it comes in multiple sizes, so whatever size you like. Um, I've smoked, I think, all of these except that Petite Robusto. I don't think I've ever had that one. And, and compliments to Doug on the size. This is a yeah. this is a good size for this, me. I, I like I like this one. This is the one. So we carry it in a couple of different sizes. Uh, yeah. But this is the one I enjoy the most, the Corona Gorda. Have you guys had that Petite Lancero yet? I have not. It is spectacular. It's got a little more kick to it because you're getting so much more wrapper. Right. It is so good. You got to try it. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. Maybe one of you guys can get on your online, online trading sites for me and trade for one. Uh, I would appreciate it. Yeah, since your jitterbug doesn't have it. <laughs> How many buttons you got on the jitterbug? Two. <laughs> Home and work. On and off. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's that time, Aaron. That time? All right. So, Doug. You know this. You know the game. I know. You're, yeah, you were here last this week. This is a great game, y'all. This is so fun. <laughs> so, uh, Million Dollars Butt. It's by Rooster Teeth. Game is called Million Dollars Butt. You can find it at mdbgame.com. It's a great game. We keep it up here. Super funny. And also, thanks to everybody out there listening who is giving us their 
yay or nay on if they would do it or not. Last week was pretty much a yay all the yeah. way across. Yeah, that was the you grow a second set of eyebrows. I think everybody would take that. But yeah. I just want to say um, I really appreciate or we really appreciate you guys interacting on Facebook, Instagram, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, go out there and find us, guys. Give us a like and then uh, interact with us. Let us know, you know, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Um, you know what what your comment is on the on the million dollars but if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about um we're definitely open to ideas um so just get out there and find us um everything's listed under the strike cut or the strike cut podcast um so if you search it out you'll find us yeah i mean yeah so th- like he was saying just thanks to everybody out there we've we've talked to tons of people yeah. you know just not in the u.s we've talked to people overseas everything and it's been and it's been great it's definitely at you know we're this is our sixth episode Six, yeah we're our, we're we're higher up than i thought we would be at this point right yeah. now and this is all thanks to you all out there because we're like you said we're just two guys at a that works at a shop that's just doing you know doing this for fun and trying to get people out there into this culture that we love and appreciate so much and it just means a means a lot to me and to steve and to everybody else yeah here that you know we that puts in the effort and doing this and Thank you very much. But main thing is, let's get to the game. Do it. Damn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I'm going to be interested to see who all is going to say yes to this one. All right. Okay, and we're, we're going to say this is for life. Million dollars, but anytime someone sneezes nearby, you have to tell a mother that her baby is ugly. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, you gotta be kidding me. Well, so what happens if, like, you're in the cigar shop and there's no moms around? You have to go search one out? Either that or the next time you see a mom with her baby. Yeah, you don't get your million dollars till you find that lady <laughs> and you tell her your baby is hideous. But you only get the million dollars one time, but you have to do that for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. So, well, for Doug, that's not that long. I mean, the guy's yeah, 95. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. know. That's tough because I'm getting ready to be a grandfather Ooh. in August. Ooh. So that may include my daughter-in-law. It Ooh. will include. Oh, man. This, whew, this is tough, guys. So you're the, you're the guest. Do you take the money or do you walk away? I think I take the money and give some of it to my daughter-in-law. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay. What, what about you? Um. Hmm. Man. A chew, your baby's ugly. Uh, so here's the thing. When babies are brand new, they're not pretty. Okay? They're red and squishy. <laughs> they're they're just now seeing light. I mean, they're not they're But you're not, not you're not gonna pretty. be like in the delivery room. We're talking like in the hospital every time. Yeah. You never know. No. <laughs> I'm gonna say like you're going to fresh market and you got the baby in the in the you know it's bonnet it's, or whatever. It's probably not worth it because you're going to get slapped so many times. You would you would not appreciate it. I mean, there's going to be. I mean, there could be a chance. You know, you say that to somebody and her husband standing right there, uh, and and <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, we know just, what's we know what's next. Yeah, you yeah. you're done. Beat down. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody did that, like I don't even have kids, but if somebody did that, you know, I would be physically upset. Um, and ready to fight at that point. So, no, I don't think I would take the money. It's not worth it. No. Um, share the money. Share the money? Share the money. But you can't I, um, share it with every single one you, you tell Share it, it with the mother. You're going to run out of money. <laughs> yeah. You, you say it, and you just run backwards. I'm getting a million dollars. You can have half of it. <laughs> no, you only get $1 million one time. Not every time somebody sneezes. 
Yeah, you only get the million dollars once. Oh, man, this is a whole new situation now. Uh-oh. You only get the million dollars. So when do you get the million dollars? After you've told two ladies they have hideous babies? No, or just, no it's a – so you either take it or you don't, and they give you the million dollars, and then from now on, every oh, time someone sneezes – Oh, from now on, sneezes, they do that, yeah. Oh, okay, I get you. You have to say that. Wow. Changes things, doesn't it? Yeah, it changes things. I don't know if I could do that, guys. I really – If it was a million dollars every time, probably. All right. Yeah, now I can't share the money because There's I would money. run out of money. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have to say no. I could, could not you? Do that. I have. Well, go ahead and give your answer, Aaron, then we'll. I'm, I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because. I I'm, wouldn't have pegged you for a no on this one. I, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm not that much of an asshole. <laughs> um, Are no. you sure? No. <laughs> but but well, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that because. So here's a scenario. What if. Like Doug was saying, right? His daughter-in-law. Or let's just say it's his wife, okay? So he could tell his wife, hey, baby, I'm going to take this million dollars. But every time someone sneezes, I'm going to call you and tell you your child is ugly. If, yeah, but, if but, your wife already understood. Right, yeah, but but her children are not babies any longer. No, it doesn't matter. No, you got to go. You got you to go. You got to go with the baby in the carriage, you know. Well, you're not always going to be around a baby. Then, yeah, then, then when then you get the, around her, you yeah, got to tell Yeah, then the next one you see. Hey, lady. You couldn't just call somebody and say, no. "Hey, your baby's ugly." No, but we have a million dollars, honey. I'm, I'm going to say that no. would make it a lot easier. My wife would be completely fine with that. <laughs> She'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> hang up on me." Yeah. No, I'm going. I'm going. No, I, I'm. I'm with you, Aaron. I'm going. No. Yeah, I said no too. There's no way I'd do that. That's, it's not worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. You ever watch that show, uh, Impractical Jokers? Oh yeah. Oh, you know, sometimes they, they're. <laughs> They have to do things, and they just can't do it. Yeah. You ever seen them? They oh, just yeah. can't do it. I think that's one of the things. Yeah, I get that close to doing it, and then, nah. I'm See, not Aaron it. says yes to a lot of these. Right. And I think if he was actually in the situations, some of them he would say no to. Well, like what? I'm just saying, it's just like on that show, right? Everybody thinks they can do something, but when they're actually face-to-face with somebody and have to do this. Give me short shorts. Give me a second pair of eyebrows. I'm not calling a baby ugly. Eyebrows, yes, I'm taking. But the short shorts. And you're not talking about just short. You're talking about inappropriately short. Nope, I'd still do it. But uh, no. but I, I can't. I can't. We tell. still don't have a romper yet. we got to go buy him a romper. I'll go in halvesies with you. On okay. Wednesday. We're going to order a romper. All right, bro. Back to this question. <laughs> well, no, we all said no. What, yeah, what else do we no. have to discuss? That's it. So I want to... I want to hear if there's any horrible, horrible people out there that would take the money and call yeah, a child. If you ugly. take this money, you're awful. <laughs> <laughs> you're a terrible person. I mean, oh, but, we, but we all know we've seen kids are like that's not a, that's not a pretty. Like bit. I said, a lot of babies are not good <laughs> yeah, looking. I'm talking. Like, I'm not talking brand new baby like squishy. I'm talking like it don't matter. There's like, some kids that are not good oh, looking. You'd, you'd make the front page of the uh, newspaper in Little Rock. Oh, man yeah. in Little Rock just got beat because he called some <laughs> lady's baby hideous. Cops were called three times this week on Man in Little Rock. <laughs> the serial, the serial baby uglier. <laughs> oh goodness! No, I'm not taking it. So, no. All right. Um. So, culture. That was our culture aspect and everything. Yeah. Um. There's something that I wrote. Um. I won't read it, but I'll post it on our uh, Facebook page. And on our shop's blog post and everything, because yeah. um, I, I just this is something that is, um, definitely hits home for me. It's a it's a very 
I don't say deep and personal, but it is. It's deep and personal. Um, so I do want everybody to to read it just because, you know, there's people out there that, you know, the cigar shop culture and the cigar the cigar shop in general, you know, it means more to them than just buying cigars. And to us, you know, it, it's it's one and it's everything. It's buying cigars, but it's it's camaraderie, it's family, it's everything else. So um, just take a time, you know, it's take it 10 minutes to read the thing. Read it, reach out to me, and just, you know, let me hear your story and everything. Um, it's it's pretty, it's it's something that means a lot to me, so reach out to that. Um, but also reach out to us, like what Steve said, you know, tell us what you're liking, tell us what you're not liking, tell us what you want to hear. But, yeah, just reach out to us. Um, like we were saying, this means a lot to us that y'all are listening, um, so do that. Yeah. Um, you want to tell everybody what we're having next week? Yeah, next week we're going to feature the Oliva Serie O. Um it's a cigar that we sell here. Um, it's it's kind of one of those underrated cigars, kind of like what you guys were talking about with this one. There's so many phenomenal tatuajes that this one gets kind of looked over sometimes. I disagree with you. I think this should be one of the first ones on your list. But um, with Oliva, that, that Serie O is one that a lot of people jump over yeah. because they make such phenomenal cigars, yep. and, and they have some that are just so well-known. Um, that that cigar gets skipped. So yeah. I'm excited about that one. And it's one that, you know, uh, touching back onto the culture aspect, you know, I was out of town this past week and I actually gave uh, me and Marielle went to a shop up there, um, La Cultura up in Kansas City, great group, of, great group of guys, the culture aspect that I wanted uh, deeply. And that was actually the cigar that I got her to smoke um, just because it wasn't, you know, too strong and everything for a palate. So it's a great cigar for anybody to, to uh, try out. From a new smoker to somebody who smokes quite often like we do. And like you said, it's one that kind of gets passed over because there are so many good believing yeah. ones out there. It is such a good, strong, I mean, not strong, but a good quality, yeah. strong aspect of a great cigar. And it's a, I'm really looking forward to the next week. So now it's like every time we, you say what cigar we're going to have, like I have to, I have to take, tell myself, don't smoke that during the week yeah until wait until wait yeah. until we record to to go to it so I'm, I'm looking forward to the next week's on that so you guys was it your i was when brandon was on y'all had the julius caesar yeah. yeah oh my gosh i listened to you guys talk about the cigar heard the podcast i don't know it had been a year year and a half since i'd had a julius caesar i went and got one and beat myself up over the fact that I hadn't been smoking it in the last year yeah, and a half. I forgot how good of a cigar it was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is really cool what you guys are doing. Awesome. And, and you know, and if you come into our shop, we now have we will we'll have a picture of our smiley faces, a nice cartoon image, <laughs> um, on the cigar that we're showcasing this week. So yep. definitely look for it on on our shop and many other brick and mortars and everything. Yeah. We'll carry it also. Yep. Doug, we want to say thanks for coming, buddy. It means a lot that you uh, that you wanted to join us. Hey, I want to thank you guys for having me on. I was beginning to wonder if it was going to happen. My feelings were about. Oh, to get come hurt on! No, I'm just kidding, guys. I love both of you, and you guys are doing a tremendous job. So yeah, another thank another you, tobacconist of the West End is on the is taken care of. Now we just got one more to go. Yeah, we gotta get uh, old T Rove in here. Get Trover. Yeah. Clapper. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, he's the clips. All right, guys, we want to say thanks for listening. Uh, We really appreciate you guys, and and give us your feedback. Um, We're on all the social media sites, and uh, we really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Adios.